Forrester. Down the line to right. It's gone! Garrett Forrester walks it off for Oregon State! What happened? He just like benched like five of the starters. Four of them were all Americans. Big hit pop. Did he just do it? Yes, he did. This is loaded in the NCAA tournament. And he sends a drive to deep right. Elko, Grand Slam. Beer showers about. McGarry's 2-2 pitch to Lanzilli. Strike three called, and Virginia has completed a no-hitter tonight. Pushes a bunt to third. James to first. Hayes out. What a way to end it. And what a way to end a drought. Mississippi State, the national champions, destroying Vanderbilt 9-0. College baseball fans, wow. I don't even know what I just witnessed. Um, welcome to the show. and We just got done watching the end of the Stanford versus Texas State game, and it was absolutely whacked out of its mind. And now I could be sleep deprived right now, which I probably am. I know Dimitri is too. We've been Holy. staring at a screen for the last 72 hours plus, and it ends – with Texas State taking a three to one lead in the top of the ninth, followed up by Stanford going back to back jacks, back to back chimichangas, as I say, and then walk it off a couple batters later. I mean, what are we like? What are we doing here? Like, wh- how how did we just have the most incredible regional weekend in my lifetime? And it ends in the most perfect poetic way. Um, and I know that you have Stanford as your national champion pick. So that was huge for you, Dimitri. Um, but just what a way to top it off. And I feel so bad for those Texas state kids. And, um, you know, they, they probably deserve to win that game. They probably deserve to win that regional, but I mean, hats off to Stanford. They, uh, they, they're battle tested. They're not going to lay down. Like we see all the time from private school, um, schools, like, basically private school kids they uh sometimes they'll lay down and not grit it out and fight but this is just a completely different team so give ben, us your you just, instant reaction you, you just opened the show non-stop for a minute and 40 seconds uh, like i said man this is uh <laughs> I'm getting, just messing with you holy shit what a cherry on the top finish to an unbelievable no, weekend this is which better than thought. a cherry i think 50 percent of america doesn't like cherries and i think out of the 50% that do, I think 25% of them are lying. It's like having a nice hot brownie on top of the ice cream sundae. Like, that was way bigger than a cherry that we just witnessed. Um, this was... What I mean, a weekend. We, we, we almost recorded... Freaking... Dude, we almost recorded in the seventh inning. Just like, hey, we'll just start recording and, and give live, live updates. Nuh-uh. We're here. 1.40 a.m. Eastern time. Starting. Literally in shock. I, 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 My national champions survive in advance, baby. They're still alive. And you know what? I don't care how they won their regional. It is not a guarantee to win your regional. You have to grind your ass off. You have to You have to make it happen. You don't just waltz your way through. I mean, Tennessee, number one overall national seed, the no doubt 100% favorite to win the national title. They had fight. They trailed in their 1-0 game Saturday night, and they trailed 
in the ninth inning of their first game of their regional or regional final against Georgia Tech. So I don't want I don't care how you get to super, just get there. Just get to super. That's, that's the bottom line. Doesn't just matter how you get there. Yep. Survive in advance, baby. It is it, I can't emphasize it enough. Just just find ways to win. Who cares how you do it? Stanford is alive. I think our top one, two, three, our top five. Yeah, top five I mean, national Miami, seeds are still in. My, seven out of our eight national seeds stay alive. Miami. And you know what, Ben? Hindsight is twenty twenty, but I knew this was coming. I said something to you where I was like, I don't know if Miami's going to win. I was like, you know what? You were like, screw it. That's your favorite team. Pick them. And I, 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 you remember that? Yeah. You were like, that's your favorite team. Stick with them. I'm like, dude, my gut says differently. And of course, I'm a, a Miami fan. I know how this goes. So they're the only national team in Georgia Southern. In my, yep. Georgia Southern, Miami, the only two hosts to not advance. That's not true. Maryland. Oh, forget about Maryland. Maryland. And mm-hmm. also um, Oklahoma State. What Oklahoma. am I thinking? Uh, and then, and then also Florida. Stop. So you're you're stop, just stop, way stop, wrong. Stop! Stop! I said that. <laughs> I said that you with my mind. 14, you, you thought fourteen <laughs> of the sixteen hosts advanced. No, no, I wrong. said that. I said that with my mind still at like six o'clock this afternoon. Listen, listen. The funny thing was, I took a moment of silence there, and I thought I was living in an alternate universe. I believed you, and I was like. Dude, what am I like? Am I on drugs? Am I sleep deprived? I swear that there is like five or six at least that didn't advance. You you almost threw me for a loop there, dude. Dude, I would have corrected myself because then I would have been looking at it. I would have been like, hold on, wait a minute. Yep. So that's four. <laughs> that's uh, what is that? Four, five. That's five total hosts didn't advance. UConn, Arkansas. No, Maryland. Well, no. Listen, UConn, Arkansas. Oklahoma, Ole Miss, Ole Miss, and dude, why are you doing it that way? You're making it so difficult. Maryland, Miami, Florida, and Oklahoma State. Four. Yes. Dude, no, 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 five. five. Yeah, four. Five. Yeah, who? <laughs> dude, it's freaking one forty-five in the morning. I just watched the team down to their final three outs, go back to back, and then freaking walk it off when I thought, I mean, dude, when you get your hearts ripped out like that with bases loaded two outs, give up the lead after a 1-1 game all for that long, I mean, props off to Stanford. That was unbelievable. But yeah. back, back to the original topic, is it four or five? Why am I, why am I having a hard it, it, time? We, we forgot Notre Dame. Notre so, Dame. So yeah, five. Georgia Southern, yeah. There's five. Two plus three equals five. UConn, Notre Dame, Ole Miss. Why are you doing it this way? Maryland is out. Florida is out. Georgia Southern is out. Miami is out. Why are you saying teams? We're talking about the teams that didn't make it. It doesn't matter. It's the same thing. Whatever. Okay, five. Five didn't make it. Oklahoma, Arkansas. Let me finish. (laughs) Ole Miss, Notre Dame, UConn. That's five. Yep. Done. We're not. We're, we we got to um, stop talking about this. Subject. What do you think? We what do you think? Move on. Hey, what do you think? Eleven out of sixteen host advance. Is that is that good or is that bad? Is that par for the course? What do you think? Yeah. Well, think about this. Um, Notre Dame should have hosted, and I don't think Georgia Southern should have. 
So if you no, flip dude, you, you can't you can't say just because they didn't play 100% well in their regional, you can't say they didn't deserve to host. If Southern Miss would have lost that regional, you can't say LSU deserved it. No, no, no. You no, know no, what I mean? No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that, yeah, 11 of the 16 regional hosts advanced. Texas, they won the bracket. Georgia Southern deserved it more than Texas. Maybe, but may, I mean, I don't know. We're, we're going to get off on a tangent here. Yes, I mean, I'm, no. I'm a little surprised. I just thought, I just, that, I'm just trying to listen, defend Southern I thought Southern that here. it was a, like this year, I thought going into it, it was going to be chaos and there was going to be a ton of upsets and there was going to be four seeds advancing, uh, three seeds, two seeds, like more than just the one seed because of what a what, what a back and forth season we had. But at the end of the day, I mean, the, the regional hosts were the better teams by far. Um, you know, we saw multiple of them win three straight games to um, in the loser's bracket to, to advance. Um, so, yeah, I, I think the committee did like a very exceptional job looking back on it now. Um, there was just a few things I would have critiqued. I, I, I think it's still banana land that Notre Dame didn't host and they, they proved why they should have. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the, the regional hosts were just the better teams and the atmospheres that we had, I think played a big factor. Um, the home crowds played a huge factor in some of these, one seeds getting through the regional. Um, but all in all, I mean, it, it was, I think, a, the, I think the committee at the end of the day, some team people will not be happy. Some people will be mad. I think they put a pr pretty freaking good product out. We yeah, had, and it we was had competitive. It wasn't the, the, the juggernauts of the Mississippi States, Arkansas, Ole Miss, um, you know, these hosts that host every single year in these mammoth ballparks, you know, every, I think every single regional announced a sellout, um, and you know, they were mostly like five, 6,000 people. It wasn't these, but they 14, were tight. 000. They were tight crowd, like small yeah. park, really close to the field. It felt tight. Even Stanford tonight, which people will, um, give them shit for it a lot. It, it was loud tonight. It was electric tonight. Yeah. And it was packed. Um, we, we on said a school our, night too, on a Monday night, <laughs> on a school um, night, <laughs> we said that Maryland was our least favorite regional. I think. Oh my God, dude! Can we can we talk about how how much wait, that Maryland? Wait, hold on. We have so many specific. No, no, hold no. on, dude. Don't talk. Wait, hold on. You hold on. Can we talk <laughs> about the the absolute surprise of just the fan base for Maryland showing up? Like, oh, that's, I rowdy. thought that's what you were gonna say. Yeah, they, they were, were rowdy, and that's a, like that's a potential to be a legitimate baseball school moving forward. Um, they've had back to back incredible seasons, uh, and and they have. Hosting that regional proved to me that, hey, you know what? There are some Big Ten schools that are capable of hanging with ACC and SEC Big 12 schools as far as attendance goes. They yep. just need nice yep. weather. And they're not going to sit out there in 20-degree weather. But when it heats up in April, May, June, uh, those fans are going to they're, they're gonna turn up. And uh, I, I was really pleased with Maryland. I, okay, so I thought you were going to talk about the play, and I was like, hold on, save that for no, – but, yeah, we, we're that fan day. So for the listeners out there, we're going to save, like, not save, but we're going to talk about all the action from each regional. Right now, what we're doing is just spilling our guts. We're just instant reactions on regionals as a whole, and I promise we're going to dive deep into each every single one of them, yep. even if we're here until 4 a.m. I don't care. Yep. Um, but that fan base surprised the heck out of me. They're phenomenal. I should have known better. Maryland basketball, when they were in the ACC, they were legit. They had they had good fan bases. Um but yeah, I was impressed. College Park, tip my cap to you, clap my hand, whatever it is. Phenomenal atmosphere in College Park. It was phenomenal. And 
looking back on it, that would not have been my least favorite regional pick. So yeah. awesome. Well, hey, so if you think about it this way, some of the smaller schools um, that got to host regionals, and it was Maryland, Georgia Southern, Southern Miss. I know they're not like a small baseball school. I'm just saying like no, smaller in size. They're a big school, but they're still smaller compared to Power yeah, 5. And, and, and East Carolina. So like, let's just take away the Power 4, uh, SEC, ACC, Pac-12, Big 12. So we'll count the American because East, Car- East Carolina, we'll put them in a separate category. So but between Maryland, East Carolina, Southern Miss, and Georgia Southern, I mean, it was it was like almost tear-jerking how incredible of a – and I hate to be sentimental – how incredible it was to see those stadiums packed, loud, fans coming out, bringing their kids. Like, that's the stuff I like to see. I, I We get to see the Mississippi States and the Arkansas every weekend pack their place out and have 15,000 people – um, but it's the it's the little guys that bring six thousand, five thousand people to a stadium in a small town, and uh, and and really just come together. And it was a uh, it was all of them were great atmospheres, um, very memorable, and they were great on television. Um, so I, I just want to applaud applaud those smaller schools that maybe don't have the resources and the funding that uh, the Texas A and M's have or the Louisville's and, the, and those teams. Um, yeah, I mean, looking back at all the 16 regional, I would say Miami disappointed. The rain Miami, doesn't help. Miami the had schedule, bad weather. The, Miami the gets schedule me. doesn't help. Um, Florida, I think they had some bad weather too mixed in there. It wasn't as electric as I was hoping. I think they had a, their Saturday night game pretty electric against Oklahoma, if I believe. Um, well, but Florida, I didn't like, Florida's excuse, they also had teams from just way far away yeah liberty's up in virginia oklahoma's far away uh and then central michigan's like yep. Yep. a thousand far miles away, away. Um, so but i mean not their fault i think i think i think the texas regional with the one that caught my eye the least amount the, over the oh, whole weekend really i disagree with that what which regional did you not to find yourself watching very much. Oh, I thought you meant as far as like um, attendance wise and crowd. Like, the, oh no, 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 no. They, they packed rowdy. it out. Dude, they, they packed were it out. And rowdy. Um, but I'm just talking about in terms of competition and exciting I, moment. Auburn, hands down. I mean, Auburn never trailed. They led by seven runs. I feel like at the start of each game, and then Florida State and UCLA uh, and Southeastern Louisiana just they did nothing exciting all weekend. Um, you know, the only exciting parts were the Auburn, uh, I forget the guy's name, but switch hitter hit two home runs in the first inning, one from the left, one from the right side. Uh, Sonny Deshara looked incredible swinging the bat. I mean, it was, it was an Auburn dominated regional and the weather was a little bad, um, couple of days. So I, I watched the least amount of the Auburn regional. I, I thought that was pretty clear. Yep. I mean, I agree with you. Um, I mean, just, I mean. The Stillwater Regional, like you said, was drunk. I mean, I don't think I've seen a more offensive, just unpredictable regional. I mean, no, no. you could have passed unpredictable. It was, you could have taken J.K. Rawlings, uh, the, the writer of uh, Harry Potter, and you could have told her that story of what happened this weekend in, in Stillwater, and she would have laughed and said, What fantasy land are you living in? I mean, no I mean way that could have happened. <laughs> Oklahoma State went from down twelve nothing to their final at bat Monday night. No, dude, you, you missed 
what happened right before that. People forget Missouri State was losing by four run or five runs in the to top Grand of the Canyon. ninth to Grand Canyon, and they rally off five unanswered to, to take the lead and win that game. And then they go and play Oklahoma State in the next game, and they go up twelve to nothing in the fourth inning and lose twenty nine to fifteen. <laughs> Are we counting by sevens now? Like how? I don't understand. Like how does that happen? I've played a lot of baseball. I've watched a lot of baseball in my life. I've never ever seen anything like that. And you might have. I mean, have you seen any kind of? 23 to oh, nothing no, no, no. runs. I've baseball? never seen so much swinging, the pendulum swinging left to right that much in terms of like if you know how in like basketball and stuff like that, they have the win, the pro- pro- projected win percentage or whatever, like of the game. Yeah. You know how they have those charts on ESPN or whatever where it shows like uh, percent chance to win the game? Yeah. I mean, Oklahoma State had to have been down 12 nothing or even the game before. Um, Missouri State had to have been, you know, th- less than 5% chance to win. All of a sudden, they're 100% chance to win. And then next game, Missouri State probably, I mean, I wonder what the percentage was. Down 12 nothing. Nobody, that's not normal to come it back 12 runs. It had to have been 0.1%. Yeah. And One then, time out of 1,000. And then you got Arkansas. Arkansas had the lead. Oklahoma guy falls. Oklahoma State takes, I mean, they. how many times do they have, less than 5% chance to win the game and ended up winning like two or three times in the regional. Unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, and Incredible. We, didn't even, we didn't even talk about in that Oklahoma state regional, how on Saturday, Arkansas was down. I don't remember the score. something like 12 to eight, something like that. And uh, there was like five, there was walk, walk, hit by pitch, walk, walk, grand slam um, to put Arkansas up. 16 to 12 or 13. That's what I'm saying. It was, it was like one, two, three, three or four games in a row where they were down and out and came back and won, or they were winning and lost. Unbelievable. But how do you want to do this? Do you want to start with Tennessee and work our way through the 16 regional? No, because I don't think that's fair. Because we're, by the time we get to it, like to the Georgia Southern or the Maryland regional, we're going to be worn out and like just get through it quickly. I, what well, I think just, I'm talking do. about just like one or two, your one or two reaction from each regional. I'll give my one or two and we adv- we move on to the next. Okay, that's fair. So you want to start at one and go to 16. Yeah, but I don't want to sit here and break down the third inning of the second game in the Austin regional. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, darn. I thought that's what we were going to do. N- no, <laughs> just kind of go through them. I but know. Like, I know. Tennessee. I got it. I got it. I got it. Yeah. So let's go to right, Tennessee. Here we go. So first of all, I want to just make the um, the announcement that Tennessee got screwed. That this regional was, I mean, to have Campbell and Georgia Tech, two of the most high powered offenses, um, coming in the number one overall seed. I felt like that was a little unfair. Um, they're both damn good teams, and yeah, Georgia Tech struggles on the mound. Well, guess what? Their number four guy was throwing ninety nine mile an hour cutters and he's six foot six 320 pounds that's not who tennessee wanted to see um same thing with with Cade Kuehler um of campbell i mean he's 98 99 if you're the number one overall seed you should be seeing the columbia lions guys throwing 88 mile an hour fastballs on the inner third you deserve that you've earned that right um but they got i mean they got put in a tough match a uh, tough regional and I don't want to say they showed signs of weakness because they didn't, 
they came back and, and slaughtered teams. They didn't show signs of weakness. I don't. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, not signs of weakness. But they're just. They're just. More they just like, show they're beatable. Yeah, a little bit of vulnerability because I think if Campbell or, or Georgia Tech had a lights out closer like a Tristan Stivers from Texas State, they they would have lost one of those games. Now nobody was going to beat Tennessee twice. I don't want anybody to think Tennessee yeah, I, wasn't yeah. going to get out of this regional. But I, I thought there was a possibility they could lose one of those games to either Campbell or Georgia Tech. Um, so, but again, um, Tennessee shows that like in one inning they can go from down four to up three. They can put a seven spot on you faster than Tennessee football can. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I think when you say that they got screwed, I think so too. But also, I think they unluck, unluckily got screwed. But what I mean by that is they had to run into Kay Kuehler, and then they had to run into Zach Maxwell, who I had no idea. Georgia Tech was going to make sure he was available. I don't know if it was just they played the card that they were dealt and it just worked in their favor to have him that fresh and ready. Tennessee got unlucky that Georgia Tech was able to put him out there to start that regional final game. And, I mean, yeah. dude, he was absolutely nailed. Dude, Outside his draft two, stock went straight up. Straight up, I mean. He probably earned up. another comma in his, uh, in his, in his draft signing bonus. <laughs> I mean, that guy showed – I mean, Tennessee this – is, this is me respecting how good Tennessee is. When you pitch that good <coughs> against a team like that, you had an unbelievable night. Mm-hmm. It's nothing against Tennessee. That's how good they are. To pitch as good as he did shows how on he was. Yeah. Um, <coughs> so, fun fact about that Knoxville Regional, um, the visiting team won – they went, the visiting team went five and one. The only time the home team won was when Tennessee beat Alabama State ten to nothing. Visiting team jumped on them early and or came back, whatever the case was. Um, but they they won the last five games of that regional. So I thought that was a pretty cool stat nugget. Um, also, one more thing I want to say about the regional: um, Evan Russell was a victim of just something bad. You know, there was the Oklahoma State announcer. Um, saying I don't that he, think, I don't, was he Oklahoma State or just ESPN? ESPN. I don't think he had anything to do with Oklahoma State, but I don't Evan think Russell, the starting catcher, fifth year, sixth year guy for Tennessee, um, you know, didn't play. He wasn't available the first game against Alabama State. Um, you know, there was some speculation going on social media, and the announcer for the Oklahoma State regional mentioned that uh, it had to do with him failing a PED test. Um, I mean, Demetri, I texted you about it. I said, hey, did he fail a PED test? Did you see anything? Because uh, that's the rumor going around. Um, obviously, I wasn't going to believe it until I saw hard evidence. And and it was not the case. He was dealing with stress and anxiety and something that I think a lot of these kids deal with on a daily basis, all college athletes. And, uh, you know, I, I'm glad he took a step back and kind of reset, pressed the reset button. Uh, it, it just sucks that he got a, to be a victim of, of, you know, hoopla that was going around. Um, but he bounced back, played well in the rest of the regional, and um, hopefully he's all better now. That's you know, mental health is important for college athletes. They don't they don't get the help that they need, and they get you know not abused online, but people aren't afraid to create a burner account and tweet whatever they want at them. It, it sucks. So, yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Shout out to Evan Russell. Figure out whatever you got to figure out, and you know move along. I mean, it's not easy. 
sometimes you got to fight your battles. You got to fight your adversity, mm-hmm. whether you want to play or not. It's up to you. Um, teammates rely on you. They need you. Um, so for Evan Russell to step up and perform when his team teammates needed him and he was struggling, good for him. Yeah. Um, but, yep, Tennessee Regional, they show why they're number one. They're still number one. Um, they should still be the favorite to win it. I mean, to have your backs against the wall twice and win those games doesn't show – I don't think it shows that you're not good enough when you're losing. It's how good they are where they can come back and win at any point yeah. in the game. So, yep, Tennessee advances from the Knoxville Regional to face the winner of the Statesboro Regional. Yep, so we'll go Statesboro next, right? Yep. All right, so I went to the Statesboro Regional, and I got treated like a king. Um, it was, it was, tell me about it. We haven't talked about it at all. Yeah. So on, on Thursday, I get a call from the athletic, I get a call from the athletic director of Georgia Southern and, um, you know, kind of confused why he wanted to call me. And and so, um, he said, Hey man, I want you to come to the regional. Uh, if you're still planning on it, I, I told him I lived an hour away, not, not a bad drive at all. I was planning on coming anyways. Um, and he was like, all right, cool. Like, I want to show you um show you around camp not campus but around our facilities what we're going to do in the future to upgrade facilities and uh, i want you to have a good time so got free i got a free ticket there um got to sit wherever i wanted and uh then also had like a vip seat behind left field on top of a uh on top of a what what are those things called they like a shipping container it's an old shipping container behind left center and they have seats on top of it and it's sick um so i got to check that out as well and uh Dude, it was it was an incredible time. The stadium was packed. Um, Texas Tech traveled well. Notre Dame traveled well. UNC Greensboro um, had a really big fan base there, and it was cool. Um, the town of Statesboro, Georgia, is is a college town only. It's the city built around the college, or the, the town built around That's the it. college. So everything is within pretty much walking distance um, or four wheeler distance, as I like to say, because everybody in Statesboro has a four wheeler. Um, trucks, trucks with their beds open. They never close their beds because people yeah. are always sitting. Flags on. flying from behind their trucks. I mean, it's a very like Friday Night Lights kind of. Situation. Yep, yep. Um, I think that's a good way to put it. That's a good and, way to put uh, it. Everybody loves the Eagles there, so it was cool. I mean, there was whole families there, four, five, six kids. Um, you know, all sitting in a row watching the Eagles play, um, and uh, it was a good regional. But I'll tell you this: compared to every other regional that I was watching on TV. There was something wrong with the baseball in Statesboro. It was not the juiced baseball that we were seeing across the country. It was the old dead baseball. I don't think there was a single home run hit all weekend. Balls were dying in the outfield. Uh, it, it was. Do you think don't, it? Had, you don't think it had anything to do with the humidity? Yeah, maybe. Florida and Miami. Florida and Miami were pretty dead well, too. Outside. Okay. okay, so wait, I'm glad you brought that up because I had a theory I was going to tweet out. You know, in the MLB for the baseballs, they have humidors, right? They, they keep it like up in, um, dry Colorado. No, no, they keep the ball like humid, like not dried out. Um, oh, because oh, the air oh, is okay. so dry. Same with like, I think they have it in Arizona and Atlanta because they're both high elevation cities. Um, Atlanta, Atlanta is a high elevation city. Uh, well, where they built the state, the new stadium, it's actually the second highest MLB ballpark. Um, cause it's up on the, like near the Kennesaw mountain. Um, in, in Marietta. I didn't, I, I didn't not even know that. I mean, it's yeah, 30 okay. minutes from my house. I had no idea. Yeah. It's, it's actually higher up than, and then Arizona. So uh, there's a little stat for you. Um, but anyway, so 
there's no humidors in college baseball. And I hope I'm pronouncing that word right. I don't know if it's humidor or humidor or whatever it is. Uh, it's the thing that keeps the ball humid. So when you look at these college baseball regionals from across the country, where did the ball fly the most? Uh, it flew – Tennessee was one of the biggest ones. Still water was one of the biggest ones where it's dry air, you know, very um, – you know, just not humid. There's – or up in the mountains in, in Knoxville um, – it, it, it didn't fly in places like Statesboro, Miami, Stanford. I mean, it flew night. in Auburn. It, flew, it was flying in Auburn. Well, Auburn also rakes. I mean, and yeah, but yeah, Auburn. but you can't, you can't. I mean, Oklahoma State rakes. Well, Auburn's also. I don't know. You're that's a good. That's a good counterpoint. Um, so I don't know. I just maybe this here. Here's my big one of my two biggest tech, takeaways from that Statesboro regional. Texas Tech can I hit? I don't know what happened to them. They could not hit. The two runs that they scored to beat UNCG in that first elimination game I was at was on a pass ball. They scored two runs on one pass ball, one two to nothing. I mean, they couldn't hit. I mean, again, Notre Dame, they had runner scoring position, couldn't hit. Against Georgia Southern, they barely got by. I don't. I, I just don't understand how they couldn't hit. Like, I mean, dude, that lineup is full of rakers. I think the baseball was messed up, dude. I really do. That the, there was know. just I don't no, know. I, there I'm, was no balls hit all weekend with exit velocity. Not, Notre Dame hit a couple mammoths, but that was it. Yeah, maybe. Um, I just, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. If, I don't want to put myself on that limb yet about the baseball. Do I think they're juiced? I think they're altered in some sort of way. I don't know how much or what is being done because I'm sorry, but kids, kids are not. Freshmen and sophomores, they're not hitting backside dingers 400 feet, two inches off the plate. At least like, not in our, not when we played either. You know, the, the beginning of the BB Core era, you didn't see Maybe it's the bastard that much better. I don't know, but balls are, I mean, dude, a sophomore who is still filling out his body should not be hitting 420 foot backside bombs on a fastball down and away, two inches off the plate. I've yeah. seen it so many times. I mean, it's unbelievable, but Statesboro Regional, Georgia Southern, and that bald eagle was unbelievable. When they took that lead against Notre Dame Saturday night, I said, <laughs> oh, my God, they're going to win this game. And that place was rocking. All Dude, I tried, saw... to touch, I tried to touch that eagle, and the guy got really mad at me. I was like, <laughs> I basically walked up to it like it was a dog. I was like, hey, can I pet it? And he's like, whoa, no. Whoa, uh uh No, no, no. And I was like, oh, sorry. I didn't know that it was – you're not allowed to pet an eagle. I've never seen one up close before. Um but, yeah, I mean, to have the live eagle right behind home plate just flapping its wings as a run scored was sick. And I think it went unnoticed for a lot of people. <laughs> um, great. I think I think they ended up putting a good product out for that regional. 100%, I mean, was, dude. I, I don't know. The, the Notre Dame-Texas Tech game was decent crowd, decent-ish, but – I mean, it, it was also same, it was also rain delayed same, and, and same goes up. for most regional. Those day games are pretty empty, which is fine between the loser the loser elimination game, whatever. But um, Statesboro ended up putting up pretty freaking good product. Yeah, and and so what's what's great to see like coming forward for Georgia Southern, that's going to be a baseball school moving forward because their athletic director, who's only been there maybe a year or two. He's uh, he came straight from Mississippi State and he helped build the uh, the new Duty Noble. He was part of the um, whole. Okay. Yep. And he was at I believe Arkansas before that. So he's like a baseball athletic director. 
Um, and he was like assistant ADs at these other places. I'll have to look up his actual bio. Um, but super cool do- guy. I mean, treated me like royalty, loves 11.7. He's a baseball guy. So he was telling me some of the great things that they're going to do um, around the stadium. That makes me happy. Dude, yeah, they're going to build like kids' facilities. They're going to build new um, indoor facilities for, for hitting. Um, they're, they're really going to invest in into college baseball. So I'm excited about that. I think it'll be good. The, that city could easily be a Southern myth. That could easily be a Hattiesburg. Oh, yeah. I no mean, doubt. Easily. And, but hey, Hattiesburg, Greenville, North Carolina, like those type of – Lafayette, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. I mean, Statesboro can really capitalize on South Georgia, Southeast Georgia. Um, they, they they have a whole area of just people that can really build a baseball town. Yeah. I mean, they've got football. They've got other sports, but they can really make that play a powerhouse in baseball. Mm-hmm. 100%. So, so um, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear that he's um, all in on it. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a humongous step for Georgia Southern in the right direction with that program. I mean – I hope the fans show up in February and March. I'm not saying when it's 40 degrees, go sit out there and be loud and electric, but hopefully they got a taste of how exciting college baseball can be, and they show up and buy tickets next year. They go to game and support mm-hmm. that team. Because, yep. I mean, hey, what what would those kids have been doing this weekend? They would have been hanging out, whatever. The, kid, the players gave them an entertaining weekend. Mm-hmm. So the least that they can do is give it back to the players next year in a 10 game, create a fun, good atmosphere. Yep. hundred percent. But my last thing about that regional before you finish it off with whatever you've got, Notre Dame can pitch, man. They can freaking pitch. They play clean. They, I mean, they just are, I don't, I hate saying this, but they're a very fundamentally sound team. Yep. No, I mean you're right. They're they're gonna they're like the Tampa Bay Rays, really. Um, or maybe not this year. I don't know how the Rays are doing, but in the past where they're gonna throw guys that throw strikes, nasty stuff, good movement, and then they're gonna play great defense. And they don't have superstars this year offensively. They just have guys that go up to the go up to the plate with a plan and approach. Link Jarrett's one of the best hitting coaches. Uh, he's the head coach now at, at Notre Dame, but known as one of the best hitting guys across college baseball. And, and those guys come up to the plate with a plan and they execute. So that's, that's going to be a tough team to match up against Tennessee uh, just because they play two totally different styles of baseball. Can we save a slight talk about super regional at the end of the podcast? Cause I do want to talk about our super regional matchups at the end. Okay. What's the next on. regional? So we got to go Texas, right? The nine seed. No, we're going three. What, oh, you want to go? You want to go by bracket? We went one sixteen. Where did you get three from? You're you're right. You're right. Dude. <laughs> you're so right. I'm going to go nine and then eight. Yeah, um, correct. So Texas is the nine seed. Um, I mean, first of all, I just want to say that like Texas proved me wrong in every way. I was saying that their pitching staff was going to be terrible. Besides Pete Hansen, who was forced to throw Friday. Well, they gave up two runs to Louisiana Tech and one to Air Force, and they just swept that regional. I mean, it was Texas was the better team uh, from start to finish. Um, now, I was very disappointed in Dallas Baptist. Like they, they're frauds. Dallas Baptist was frauds all year. They, besides a couple big wins they had sprinkled through the season, 
Sure, they played a tough schedule, but you saw it during the Missouri Valley Conference. They finished fourth in their own conference and lost four or five weekend series. Um, it, it sucks because last year they were really good, and they've been really good in the past. And I, and I think they snuck into the tournament just because of their RPI, which was due to a strength of schedule. Um, so I was very disappointed in the, in the Patriots. Um, I think – I think I mean, dude, they hadn't – so. I thought Dallas Baptist had a chance to win that regional purely because it wasn't even a tech. It wasn't even that I didn't think Texas was good enough. I thought Dallas Baptist was going to step up against other very good teams like they did all year. I mean, not once did they get their ass beat by a, a good team. They showed up against every good team in play. So I thought, yeah. I mean, dude, it, would, it doesn't even matter if it was a midweek game in the middle of. Missouri Valley play. I mean, they lost a series to somebody, beat Oklahoma State, and then they lost the series. So I was like, okay, maybe they just show up for the big game. Maybe they just play up, play to their opponent competition, whether it's up or down. So that's why I went with Dell. I took I went I took a flyer on them. It didn't pay off. It it backfired really poorly. Um, let me. Did they get smoked? Yeah, they, they lost went, twelve to five to Louisiana Tech, and then five, five to one to against one, Air yeah. Force. I mean, that's not a very good showing. That's not a good no. showing. And and Air Force's pitching staff is not good, outside of Paul Skeens, and they scored one run against against the next guy. So, um, but you know, I took Louisiana Tech to win this regional. I thought that you know it was their year to kind of sneak under the radar, and you know they already had a very veteran team with uh, with postseason experience. Um, yeah, they played all right, but I mean, they ended up losing to Air Force in the the semifinals after losing to Texas the night before. Um, yeah. I was I was really impressed with Air Force. I thought they had a, a great showing. Uh, they were one of the only they were one of only three four seeds to win a game, and they actually won two games. They were the only four seed to win two games. So, and you know what? Nothing against Air Force, but Air Force had no business being in that regional final. That's on Louisiana Tech, and that's on Dallas Baptist. For not, I mean, Louisiana Tech showed up for one game. They beat Dallas Baptist, which is, at the end of the day didn't really mean them much. So, one and four combined between two teams not is not good. I know it's postseason time. You had a great year, whatever. But for programs like that, you should be you your you expectations should be should be having good postseason, and they didn't yeah. have it. So now, now Texas, I thought it was really cool at the end of the regional once Texas smoked Air Force that last game. Um, you know, Air Force stood out there while Texas did their fight song. The the crowd was engaging with Air Force. I mean, they did a lot of, um, you know, just America stuff, you know, promoted, like just said how much they, they support the Air Force. Um, it was a good team that, that made it a long ways this year. Yep. Um, and then they showed the respect. So I, I thought that was a nice way to end it. And I, yep. I know those Air Force guys loved, absolutely loved being there. Um, so Yep. I mean, no, they, of course they love it. It was a great experience. The first time in 40 something years mm-hmm. and they had a successful postseason. So tip my cap to coach, coach Kaz. Um, I'll just say a short before I butcher his name up. Um, <laughs> yes, but um, yeah, moving on. So we got the eight regional, which was one of my favorites. Uh, you got the, uh, the Greenville regional in Greenville, South Carolina. Hosted by East Carolina. The jungle was rocking, dude. Um, it was rocking. The jungle dude, was rocking. I don't know what it is. I think every college team should cut the fences in half, make them those like four foot tall fences that East Carolina has. And let and fans just make, stand back there. Just make the students hang over the outfield wall. The, just that alone. 
makes it look so much cooler. Um, so much more rowdy. So much rowdy. I mean, we, we talked about it earlier this year, like UCF. Central Florida has that, that in right field where their student section stands. It's a short fence, four feet tall. They just stand back there and I just... Think, I, th- I feel like it's super intimidating when you yeah. have fans just breathing down your neck in the and outfield. It's visually appealing, dude. There's flags like, being flown around, um, beers being some, drank. It, you know, it's a some great parks, look. Some parks, I feel like you're out in no man's land, out in center field. Like you're by yourself out there. Yeah, and um, I don't so like when there's it. like trees out there or if there's just roads passing by. I mean, just make a student section that just goes all the way around the outfield fence. I, I let think the right. old hey, let the old boomers, let the old timers sit in the stand. Yeah. Let the kids drink their beer or whatever else they're drinking. No, but days. like also, like also, credit to East Carolina fans. They're there's loud. just as many like fathers and like grandfathers out there in the outfield having a good time uh, as there were students. I mean, they they park their um, their their sections up and uh, and they have coolers out grills going yeah um that's what that's a really good look great, I'm glad great atmosphere carolina, this weekend yeah i'm glad east carolina is going to be able to host a super regional now because they they ran through this regional um i don't i don't want to say they ran through no, it. maybe not, they didn't run through it they didn't um, run through it now the home Coastal. team won all seven games of this regional all seven the home team won and i thought that was a pretty cool stat nugget hey. Shout out to Coastal. They play their asses off. Those dudes, they're not – I wouldn't say they're as talented as the, some of the old other teams Coastal has had. But – Coastal has was, some dogs on their team. They have – They have. some of them are obnoxious. Some of them are smooth, swaggy. They've got that Jock Peterson, Puka, whatever that guy. Um, the lucky. pearl necklaces. Yeah. What do you, hey, what do you call that necklace? Uh, it's a pearl necklace and, and, pearl, and pearl, pearl. lucky it was his name, Andrew lucky. Um, or I don't, I don't remember his first name, but lucky can do whatever he wants. He absolutely <laughs> raked this weekend. And what's the short stuff named Derek Brown? Uh, no. yeah, he's, no. he's like a top prospect. He's a first round, first rounder type prospect. Um, he had a great weekend. I mean, Coastal had a good squad this year. Yeah. But Two, I mean, it came down Virginia. to came down to the pirates though the, the the pirates like led by um are, are you friends with his older brother uh agnes i mean i'm not friends with the agnes i've never i've, I've met but they're Greek, i've right? met jake i met jake one time when when east carolina played at usf in tampa when i was living down there i met him one time um they're but Greek they're boys Greek um, family with you yeah they have a Greek family um his their father passed away I, I don't want to speak out of line here, but I think it was cancer. Um, so he, it was an emotional weekend for them recently. Um, so shout out to them. I mean, Zach Agnew played his ass off this Dude, weekend. What a closing, stud, making Short web jams, hitting everything you want in a college baseball player. Hits lead um, off. So energy spark plug. Shout out to them, the Greek boys. Um, I think they're going to play with us next in 2023 in the European Championship. So. I'll get to know them more then, but um, yeah, great, great kids from what I've known, what I've seen. Um, I feel like they're the heart. They've been his brother, Jake and his brother, Zach now have been, they, they, it seems like they're like the heart and soul of those teams, of those East Carolina teams. Yeah, they've, so they've had a, pl- they've had a guy there for like the last six years. They've had an Agnos on that team since I was playing. So, <laughs> I mean, Hey, shout out to East Carolina, super regional, 
unbelievable. Godwin deserves it. I mean, that program deserves it. So they get to host. They're bringing, the hey, they're, and- bringing they're, they're hosting the Texas Longhorns in Greenville. That'll be that'll be exciting, dude. I'm pumped for it. I, I really am. Um, Coffin State. They. Hey, uh, I was just gonna say one thing. Were you disappointed in Virginia, or did you? I I had a feeling this was gonna happen. They just. No, I didn't think Virginia was very good. Other than that first like half of the season, they blew they the were... game against Coastal. Other mm-hmm. than that. They Virginia didn't, just they, wasn't they as good have, this year. They, they just didn't have it. They just didn't have the. Dude, I'm telling you, some you can tell some teams just want it more than others. Yeah, I mean, Jake Geloff is is a superstar for Virginia. One He's of the going best, to, yeah, one of the best hitters in college baseball. But and and around him, there was like a lot of guys that had disappointing years. Like Kyle Teal, you know, had a decent year, but wasn't as good as he was last year. Tappen um, had a pretty decent year. Um, you just felt like some of their big name guys in that lineup it didn't show up the the, the finish of the year. Yeah, and they well, struggled down the stretch. I, I wasn't yep, expecting yep. much out of Virginia, but um, hey, Geloff might be an, one of the early early favorites to win the ACC Player of the Year next year. Yeah, I mean, he's he's going to be a Golden Sight Spikes so, finalist. Yep, that's all I've got on that regional. Uh, shout out Coppin State. They came into the tournament as the worst team in the tournament RPI wise and they gave Coastal like a pretty close game uh that first elimination game Coastal won 10 to 8 but Coppin State um they battled they battled and they, they they I'm sure they had a great time there and I saw where the Coppin State left fielder after the game after they got eliminated went out to left field and hung out with the uh the jungle members and they embraced them that's, similar to like what this State does man. yeah that's what this sport is all about I, I'll never forget Mm-hmm. Mississippi State and how their fans treated me, how they gave me some PBRs and pork chops, and they treated me like I played for Mississippi State. So that's what this sport's all about. Hey, mm-hmm. inning one through nine, you can be hostile, you can be energetic, you can be whatever. But after the game, respect, respect, you know, right. game, respect, game. I love it. I love it. Um, so what we're going to do now, you want to go over to Texas the, A&M. Uh, yeah, five. Yeah, I was going to say the five overall seed college station. Um, I mean, how many times did we watch in this regional where like across the, the cameras and the TV screen, there was just bubbles flying everywhere? Um, A&M scored eight, nine and 15 runs in their three games. And uh, I mean, that's a that's a very explosive offense with. They're still clicking, dude. Schlossnagel, there's something about him and like his presence in the locker room at whatever team he's at, whether it's TC or Texas A&M, he's going to make them winners. And he he develops this talent, like this talented group, just develops them. Guys that finished that didn't make it to the SEC tournament last year somehow are hitting 350 with nine pumps. And uh, I mean, Michael and- Early has something to do with that Michael too. Michael Early. But- Michael really has a big thing of that too. You're I right. think I think Schloss is really good at getting the most out of his players. Um, he's a player's I think, coach, but um, I think, yeah, he, he he manages games well, and uh, he never puts his players in a position to fail. Um, and that's, I mean, that's it's huge. Whether whether it's your ace pitcher, your reliever, starter, whatever the case may be, take yeah. him out of the game when it's time to come out. Don't ride him that extra out, that extra ten more pitches, because you can go from seven inning one run, fantastic start. Seven innings, four runs, which is a great start. But in the books, in the stat book, it's a four. It's a what? A four or five ERA. It's not. It's not that great. So he does a really good job of getting his guys out, putting them in the game, and good situation. So yeah, 
Now, um, now I know the stats won't say this, but I also just want to go on record and say I think Texas A&M kind of got shafted with the, with the draw that they have. Now, of course, they blew out or they won every game they played. Um, but the, the four teams in this regional are really damn good teams. Oral Roberts is the four seed. I know they put they, up a fight all weekend. They put up a fight all weekend, and, and they, they kind of gave A&M like a little bit of a scare that first game, the yeah. afternoon game on, on Friday. Uh, it was a close game, 2-2 maybe, and then Oral Roberts had like bases loaded, one out or no outs, and didn't score. Um, so, But Oral Roberts as a four seed was tough. Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns played their tails off too, um, and they beat TCU first game in a wild game back and forth. And then they they hung it with they hung with A and M um, in that the winners bra- uh, winners bracket semifinal game. So Louisiana is a three, and then you have the Big Twelve regular season champs TCU as your two seed, and your head coach's old school that he built a dynasty. Um, I mean, I think I think not a lot of people are talking about what a great job Texas A and M did, just winning the games that they had to play uh, in this regional and not making any excuses. Dylan Rock, I mean, I think Dylan Rock was the superstar of the regional. Well, uh, Sacco, I think Sacco from TCU was a superstar this weekend too for TCU. But Dylan Rock was the superstar. I, yeah. I mean, Sacco had a great weekend too. But end of the day, they won the Schloss Bowl. Um, great game, TCU advanced. Phenomenal regional. Yeah, and now they get to host the uh, the super regional against. Um, against the Louisville bracket. We won't spoil who won, even though I know you guys already won. Let's move down to the Louisville bracket because I have some things I need to say about this 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 regional. Cool. First of all, I want to say that I think I I think I lost every bet in this regional. I did okay outside of this one regional, but I could not get a feel for these teams. Um, you know, I loved Oregon in the beginning. Um, I was like, man, they're gonna they're gonna give Louisville like a big test here once they get past Michigan. And I was like, you know, Southeast Missouri could be a sneaky game for Louisville. I could see Southeast Missouri winning. Well, the opposite happened. Um, and then I was like, well, Oregon's trash. I'm gonna take Southeast Missouri here. And Oregon blew them out, put up like 18 runs in two innings. Um, and then I was like, well, Mich- Michigan's gonna get blown out against Louisville. They used all their best pitchers game one. Um, oh no, no, yeah. And then Michigan ended up winning. Sorry, I, I got sidetracked but um dude what what it really came down to was one okay wait i don't want to jump ahead sorry i mean dude dude just just get, get just we don't have to sit on each regional for 30 minutes okay that's fair i thought michigan got shafted big time today <laughs> i'm uh, like big time what, what happened when they were up nine to seven in the eighth inning and of the game guy, seven of game seven after battling back from down seven to two um the, the the guy was clearly out at second base on that double off the wall i mean it was not even cl- i mean i guess it was close but you could see on replay that his hand was tagged and his fingers went up well in front of the base and the umpires went to review and confirmed that he was safe and I don't know how I don't know how I don't know how you confirm that. I mean, I understand some people like when you say a, a bang bang play, super close, not super conclusive evidence, but there was conclusive the evidence. Was evidence. There. It was not ninety nine percent. It was one hundred percent. You cannot come out of that replay and call him safe and say inconclusive evidence. Yeah. No matter how close it was, 
you saw his fingers go up, whether it's blurry or not. His fingers went up. He's not on the base. I mean, when your fingers go up, you're not there yet. Whether yeah. it doesn't matter. Like you're you're not touching the base. If it was a hell of a there. relay throw that, that got no love. So I mean, Michigan at this point is still up nine to seven, and uh, of course the next guy gets a two RBI single. laser back up the middle. Yeah, ties it up nine nine. No big deal. Well then, uh, Cam Masterman comes up and gets in a two strike count, and there's a pitch runner on first. Runner, or, yeah, runner on first, two strike count. And there's a pitch right down the middle. No, it would it would not. It would people were saying that strike three? It was very close. Catcher brought it back a little bit. It was not that close. It was right down the middle in my eyes. It um, was not that close. Well, and then so it's ball. I mean, Michigan thinks they're out of the inning. They're running off the field. Ball, ball two or whatever. And then he gets an absolute meatball on the inner third, and he unloads on it. Just no doubt. Sammy Sosa hops down to first base. That would, by the way. That re- home run reaction was better than a pimp job. It was a pure, yeah. oh my goodness, I just hit a go ahead home run in the ninth inning. It, it reminded me a lot pure. of Elijah McNamee's um, like big home runs he would hit at Mississippi State. Uh, that his, his home runs, he would walk and stuff. This was just pure emotion. Like, I can't believe I just did that rather than, fuck yeah, I just hit a bomb. I'm going to pimp this shit. It was ju- jub- jubilance, excitement. Yeah. I don't know. It was just a little bit different than a pimp job. Yeah, but anyway, so Michigan, they they had a great, great tournament run. Uh, they won the Big Ten tournament last week, and they carry the momentum into this one. Um, now, fun like a fun little fact here. They had two outs in the first inning with no runs, um, and they ended up giving up seven. Nine straight batters coming to the plate without getting out. Um, so they went from a 2 nothing lead in the top of the first for Michigan winning to down 7-2, to two, and uh, they chipped away. They hit a couple solo home runs, and then they got a couple – I think there was a walk and a, and a base hit and then a three-run bomb to tie it. Um, it showed me a lot about Eric Backage's Back- crew. And uh, I'm not saying that he's 100% going to go to Clemson, but that's kind of the rumor right now is that head coach Eric Backage is going to go back to Clemson where he was an assistant coach for a little bit. Um, but if I'm, if I'm Michigan and I'm the AD of Michigan, I write him a blank check and say, please stay here because without you, we would be irrelevant. We would be an irrelevant baseball team. And uh, I, I hope he stays because the Big Ten needs the Big Ten needs him, and they need Michigan to be good. They do. They do need Michigan to be good. Backage has done wonders for that program. I mean, well, and them, think about this. So Oregon's head coach was at Purdue when Purdue was doing well um, three or four years ago, and Purdue wouldn't sign him to a long term like heavy deal, and so he went over to Oregon and, and he's making close to a million dollars a year. So. You kind of see it right yeah, there in I front mean, of you in this regional. End of the day, end of the day, Louisville survives. Michigan, great tournament. Louisville, Texas A and M, College Station will be phenomenal. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. This is gonna be a really good regional. I'm excited for it. Um. Anyways, moving on. Now we'll do the uh, the four. Or do you want to go thirteen? Florida. The Florida regional. All right, Gainesville region. Oh, you don't have oh you don't have the bracket. See, I'm just looking at the bracket. No, I'm going off memory, baby. Um yeah, 13. So the Gainesville Regional came down to today. Um not to jump ahead, but dude, Oklahoma, I know they slipped up yesterday against Florida and lost seven to two. But that's a team that just you can kind of see the writing on the wall. Like they're gonna make anybody in their way. 
have to absolutely fight for a win because they're never out of the game. You go back to the first game Oklahoma played against Liberty. I think they were down three to nothing and they scored 16 unanswered, like quick. Um, led by, in my opinion, the best player in college baseball, Peyton Graham. Uh, I know he's not statistically the best. Listen, you're going to tweet at me and you're going to say, wow, how are you going to say a guy hitting 340 with 18 homers or whatever he has is the best player in college baseball? I'm just saying over the last two weeks, maybe the last three weeks, he is an absolute automatic line drive 100 miles an hour off the bat. I don't even know what to compare him to. It's almost like a Christian Yelich, tall, lanky guy that just has pop, but he just doesn't miss barrels. And uh, phenomenal shortstop. If I'm an MLB draft guy, I'm begging that he gets he falls to me in the draft so I can draft him. Um, and he's like the heart and he's the heart and soul of this Oklahoma team. And when he's going, they're going, and they're they're going right now. Are, are we just going to sit in silence? What are you going to say about that? Agree? Disagree? Tuning me out? No. So I told you I was getting water to keep talking, and I guess you didn't see me. Um, oh. <laughs> no, but uh, I had to get some water. Um, no, I thought, hey, Sully showed a lot of positive emotion this weekend. You knew how much it meant to him and how excited he was for them to keep winning because they had no pitching left against Oklahoma, first game of the regional final. They had to beat them twice. They had no pitching left. Yeah, and that's credit to Central Michigan because the game before, <laughs> yep. they had to use their big guns because they they were up five. Florida was up 5 nothing against Central Michigan in that elimination game. And, and Central Michigan game was tied, tied up. Game was closed, all that and, good stuff. They had to use everybody. Doubleheader, first inning, bases loaded, nobody out with the starter. They took him out, entered Karsten Finvold. Nine inning. First of all, he escaped the bases loading. Didn't give up a run. Ended up throwing a complete game. Florida won seven to two. Sully was so ecstatic and so happy for the kid, for the program, for the pitching coach, for everybody. And he only had nine innings on the year pitching, right? Yep. And they weren't very good until I think SEC tournament. He had a good outing. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, that was a great regional. Florida gave everything they had. Um, Wyatt Langford lost two teeth in the first g- in the game today. I think it was like a four or five hour rain delay. He went to the hospital, did whatever he needed to do, came back and finished the game. After he had time to get back, and he hit a home run, right? I think I, he did something. So and he robbed a home run too. I think he did both. I don't. I don't think. I don't know. Anyway, he did some crazy stuff after Florida gave it everything I had, but Oklahoma is too good of a team right now. So yeah, Oklahoma advanced. Um, that was, Oklahoma that was another team that should have hosted, but you know it sucks for Florida. They had to play against them, but they they played them well. Um, this this game seven. I mean, they were winning up until the rain delay, and then the rain delay kind of <laughs> rallied Oklahoma together. Um, big two run homer by Peyton Graham to tie it up. Uh, it was it was a good regional. I, I I thought it was it was well. Like it went well. All right, so yeah, this one matches absolutely. up against the uh, Virginia Tech regional. Um, dude, there's not much to say about this regional. They just blew their way through the. Dude, this was like a start, first of all, I want to say that I took Columbia just for like I I believed in them in the Blacksburg regional. I was like, you know what, this team can hit. They can get people out. They played a pretty easy schedule, but I, I'm going to trust them. And it looked great after day one because Wright State was beating Virginia Tech like through six innings, 
game one, I was like, ooh, if Wright State wins and Columbia wins, like maybe Columbia can get to the finals, have to get beaten twice. Well, Virginia Tech just put up like two touchdowns and, and won the game 15 and nine. But then Columbia comes back against a Gonzaga team that a lot of people picked to win this regional. They won eight to two. I mean, they blew them out. Um, fast forward to the next day where Virginia Tech beat Columbia 24 to four after Columbia was up three Wait. to one. Yeah, Columbia. Yeah, 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 yeah. Columbia was up three to one in that game. And then Virginia Tech had like a 14 run inning followed by like an eight run inning. And I was like, wow. Um, Virginia Tech by far and away the best team in this regional offensively. I mean, I don't really have much to say. I picked Gonzaga. They looked like shit. Um, terrible pick. Yeah, Gonzaga looked terrible. Wright State looked pretty good. Wright State put up nine runs both games. They can really swing it. They just Their 0-2 no pitch- record doesn't show how well and how much fight they put into this weekend. Yeah. Um, and then, like, Columbia, for an Ivy League school that didn't get to play in a uh, season last year um, and kind of, like, travel restricted this year, uh, I mean, they, they beat Gonzaga twice. They beat them 8-2 to and 15-6, to like, manhandled them. So Columbia was the second-best team in this regional, and uh, I, w- I was really happy with that. Yeah. And uh, yeah. so now they get to host the uh, Oklahoma. Oklahoma Sooners, which and is that's a hard be, pick. Dude, that one's going to be tough. That, uh, that one's going to be tough. Sorry for my voice crack there. Um, anyways, let's go. Um, Palo Alto, yeah. top of the right side. Two Stanford. versus 15, dude. I mean, we've already touched on it in the beginning of the episode, but what an unbelievable finish, man. <laughs> I mean, Texas State showed that they belong. Texas State showed that they're top 19, 18, 19 team in the country. Yep. I mean, just top 20 for sure. Um, they they got sent out to a hard regional to the number two overall national seed. They kind of got hosed there a little bit. Um, Santa Barbara. Well, I think they should have hosted. I mean, they won, they I, I I mean, I don't want to get into the semantics of that. I mean, because hindsight's twenty twenty, we can say things now that we didn't know before. How, but anyway, yeah. Santa Barbara played pretty well that regional. Texas State was just better than Santa Barbara. Um, you think Santa Barbara played well? They didn't play bad that regional. I mean, they they lost the Texas State game one, decently close game. I mean, it was like with three three four runs late, yeah, separated. Yeah, and a couple runs late, they beat Binghamton. I mean, whatever. And then Texas State beat Santa Barbara. I mean, it was just, Texas State. I mean, man, they they had the, they had that series that regional one tonight. I feel bad for Texas State because when you're that close to hosting a regional and like in the conversation, Super. You don't, no, oh, I'm oh, saying yeah. like it's a regional. You, you don't you don't expect to get sent out west, middle of nowhere, California, and and be like I'm, I'm still number pissed. two overall seed. They should have been the two seed in Austin with Texas. Like yeah. they, I mean, dude, that team should have been in Austin. Yeah, I mean, they won the Sun Belt like, with ease by like three games. It was, it was. I, I just Indiana Tech should have been in Stanford. I don't know. I don't know anybody else. Exactly. Texas State should, somebody. Texas State should have stayed in their state, whether it was Texas A and M or Texas. But anyway. Stanford survive in advance. That team is legit. Texas State, legit. But at the end of the day, I mean, you got to win your game. Yeah. My favorite thing that happened in this regional was Binghamton went up one nothing in the first the first game. Yep. And then Stanford put up a 10 spot right after it. I was, 
I was like, they wow. Were so, I bet they were so fired up. One nothing. Yeah. Gonna be a like, great you weekend. Have woken them up this early. There's still nine innings to be played. You got to just sneak up on them in like the seventh or eighth. But, anyways. Um, all right. What's the next regional we got? Maryland. Oh, boy. I got a lot to say about this College Park regional. Um, first of all, Shame on you, shame on me for doubting UConn all year. Like, oh maybe God, not all dude. year, but since since April. <laughs> because they proved us wrong, buddy. Like, they proved I, – I don't want to blame you, but you convinced me, so I, I went along with it, and I believed in the, the, the hype against UConn. <laughs> but, dude, they, they, they beat Wake Forest. They almost blew the lead game the first game they played. Uh, then they go out and beat Maryland pretty handily in the in the semifinals they lose yesterday after blowing a game to maryland and then they they come back and and win today now there's a lot of things there's a lot of things to be said about today's game against maryland i thought that there was a momentum swing that you can talk about because i know you know exactly what i'm saying but there was a huge momentum swing late in this game had to do with a runner getting called out running down the baseline of first base because he interfered with the play which i totally disagree with I don't care what the rule says. I thought it was a stupid, stupid rule. I mean, dude, before we get to the get to that point, Wake Forest did not play like the team that they were in the ACC tournament. Um, maybe they did, and these other teams were just that much better than them. I don't know. I, I gotta apologize. I don't. I don't want to say apologize, but I gotta admit, I was very, very wrong about UConn. Um, if, if, if I had to blame something, if me not being able to watch them that much, played very inferior opponent, um, whatever the case is, I was wrong. I doubted UConn. They're legit, man. But now, let's get to the nitty-gritty of what really happened. I, I'm just going to say it. I had Maryland in a parlay today. If Maryland would have won, I would have won some good money. Um they had they were dude, they were back against the wall all game tonight. UConn kept punching them, and Maryland kept answering it, answering and answering it late in the game. Ben, what happened? I mean, there 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 was a play at, at first base, dribbler down the line. Was it a bun or a swinging bun? I don't remember. It was the swinging. It was conference a big Big Ten Player of the Year. Yeah. At the plate, swinging Freaking. bunt down the first baseline. Pitcher fields it, and like his momentum carries him across the line. He throws across his body over the head of the runner going down the line, and uh, home plate. He completely threw it past the first baseman. It literally, the second baseman caught it, caught yeah. the ball like way behind and first. I think the, I think the runner would have beat the play anyways. Yeah. Home plate umpire calls that he was inside the baseline, which I don't think he was. I collided I with the first baseman on top of the bag. Mm-hmm. First baseman came across the bag, collided. Maryland had run around third. That was the tying run of the plate yep. in that play. Um, they had all the momentum. That place was rocking. They had. They, they were. They, but then they were going to tie that game. If they were going to win, I don't know. But they were going to tie that game. That inning, it was happening. Yeah. Um, Get called out. Everyone pissed off. Everyone's sad. Everyone's angry. You kind of slammed the door. Yeah. Um. Now I will say Maryland lost this game in the first inning. They they got they hit a leadoff homer. No, listen, they hit a leadoff homer. And it was one of the first pitches of the game. And uh so they go up one nothing. Crowd is rowdy, hyped up, whatever. 
bottom of the first, they get the first two guys out, and then it was walk, 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 grand slam. At that point, you've lost the game. Not physically, but... In, in the, you're, you're in a shitty hole. Like, you can't do that and expect to win. Now you can Not in a winner-take-all season. Um, on, yeah. And it was just, it was bad. Basically. I mean, at, at, one, at one point, UConn had 10 runs on six hits. Yeah, it was it was bad. Now Maryland was out of pitching. They were they were scrapping. They were trying to get guys that threw a lot this weekend to pitch. Um, but I I don't know, man. I think Maryland deserved to be a higher seed than 15 overall. Now I think this was a very easy regional. Uh, and I think they got gifted pretty pretty easy regional with with Wake Forest being the ACC team, and then no SEC or Big 12 or Pac 12 teams there. And you got Long Island as your four seed. And maybe they should have been a higher seed. Maybe they should have been a national seed, like they were projected. But to to have this regional, if you're Maryland, you got to think, wow, we we should win this. You should have um, won. They should have won. And uh, and they didn't. And and so cr- credit to UConn. I mean, they're going to continue to prove us wrong. I don't know if they follow our account or not, but hopefully they don't because. There's been a lot of negative things we've said about UConn. No, no, we don't really. No, UConn follows us. Um, they retweet whatever. We don't say anything on Twitter so much bad. It should on the podcast. And I mean, dude, this team, I think they have 49 wins on the year. Yeah. Um, they have 49 wins. I don't care who you're playing. That's, um, that's impressive. And their season's still alive. I mean, they're in a super now. They get to go out west. Yeah. A, a UConn Stanford Super Regional doesn't get my, my gears going. And I'll watch <laughs> it because it'll be at 10 p.m. and it'll be awesome. Um, but yeah, a Stanford UConn, I think you, I think, and isn't hey, going to be very hey, exciting. I don't think I'm going to do this to myself again. UConn has to prove me wrong. Stanford had what a road they had to Omaha now. They got through Texas State, they just got to beat UConn and they're on their way to Omaha. Yeah. And to be honest with you, Texas State, I think, better than any of those teams in that college park regional. A hundred percent. So, hundred percent. Stanford should take care of UConn, but we won't get into all that yet. Yeah. Um, North Carolina, Chapel yeah. Hill. Chapel Hill. Um, well, let's just jump right into the one of the biggest plays out of all the regionals because it helped save their season. Um, North Carolina Against played Honey Georgia. Co- so North Carolina played Georgia yesterday, and they were up 6-2 to two going in the night. Well, hold on, hold on. This is another one of the regionals where the one seed – had to go through the losers bracket, like Stanford. Yeah, same thing with Carolina. Yeah, lost so VC- to VCU in that one and zero game. Yeah, so VCU smokes Georgia game one. They beat Jonathan Cannon, uh, and then they VCU ends up winning. They smoked the game. him. Uh huh. And uh, VCU ends up winning game two. So everybody's thinking, wow, VCU is going to make another like twenty fifteen run when they go to a super regional. Um, and then wait, wait, I thought they were in supers last year. VCU. I'm pretty. No, they were the, they were in Mississippi State's regional. No, I think it was 2015. We keep doing that. I think that's the third time we've done this. Don't say we. That's you, buddy. I me, know. me, me. <laughs> no, I'm saying we've had this conversation where you're like, no, they were in Mississippi State. But yeah. Um, so, anyways, but anyways carry on. I'm, I'm jumping ahead to Game Five. It's North Carolina Georgia elimination game, and North Carolina's up six to two in the ninth, and and Georgia scores three runs, so it's six to five. I don't remember who hit it. I think it might have been Cole Tucker or or one of the one of the Tate brothers. So they hit a deep drive, center field, bottom nine, one out, um, and 
I just blanked on the superstar center fielder's name. Oh my Vince, god. Vince um Honeycutt. Vance Honeycutt. Vance Honeycutt, yes. Jumps up and legitimately robs a game tying home run in the bottom of the ninth. Just deflates Georgia. Uh and, and North Carolina rode that momentum to a nineteen to eight win against VCU later that day, uh, where they put up seven in the first inning. And then they put up four in the first inning today, maybe five in the first inning against VCU, and they won seven to three. So North Carolina was literally inches away from possibly getting eliminated by Georgia um, and win the next two with ease. So North Carolina, we saw what they did in the ACC tournament by winning it. Um, started out great, four, their 15 to four win against Hofstra, and then got humbled a little bit by a hot VCU team. Um, but I mean, I think North Carolina is as dangerous as anybody in this tournament just because of how many wins they have and, and how the offense is just clicking. They're, they're dangerous. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, dude, when you lose a game to VCU like that and then come back and overpower them, it shows how deep you are, how focused you are, how, and how just honestly how good of a team you are. Yep. Where you're, you're not worried. I mean, Stanford did the same thing, a couple other teams. So um, VCU ran out of gas, Carolina pounded them. And now they get to host a super. Yeah. And they're going to host a super against the Stillwater regional winner. And my God, dude, this, this was the most viral regional I've ever seen. In the we've history. already talked about most of it. Yeah. We've already talked about most of it, but um, you know, one grand Canyon was a big disappointment. Um, that was the last team in they, they got blown out by Arkansas their first game. And then they blew a five run lead. Uh, in, the, in their elimination game against Missouri State. So they got out real quick. They were actually the first team eliminated. Um, but speaking of elimination, Oklahoma State was about to be the first one seed to get eliminated in the tournament. And we even tweeted it, and Old Takes Exposed found the tweet later on. But Oklahoma State down yeah, you 12 tweeted. Yeah, I know. I tweeted. <laughs> um, Oklahoma State down 12 nothing to Missouri State, and they ended up winning 29-15 to is something I don't know if I'll ever believe. uh, uh I don't know if that'll ever happen again. And I don't think it's ever happened. To be down just when 12, you say it, it's gonna happen again. But down by twelve and win by fourteen, that doesn't happen, dude. <laughs> I don't know, man. That that's that hard does not to do. happen. That's not happening again. I mean that I mean dude. Well, and like, that was the day after Oklahoma State was up what twelve to seven or twelve to eight, and they lost twenty to twelve to Arkansas the like the night before. So they, they at one point gave up like 27 straight runs in five innings um, to Arkansas and Missouri State combined. And then the offense just – they wouldn't get out. Uh, Riggio or Riggio or whatever his name is. Rock, uh, Rock Riggio. Rock Riggio was the hottest hitter on the planet for about 12 at-bats. Um, absolute spark plug of a player. Um, someone that the, – the team fed off of his energy. Um, and – they, dude, they, they pieced it together. They, they came back and won the game, and then they played later that day against Arkansas, and that was another back-and-forth game where a lot of offense, you know, 14-10 to 10, Oklahoma State won. Everybody in the world bet the over today, over 17-and-a-half runs for this Arkansas-Oklahoma State game, and we kind of got, in this ballpark, a pitcher's duel. Not, I mean, there wasn't one pitcher taken over, but um, bullpens pieced together, guys throwing two, three innings. Um, and, and Arkansas had some big hits in the middle part of the game, um, to put them ahead and they stayed ahead and I was expecting them to blow it multiple times. They never did. So my national champions are still in Arkansas Razorbacks look good. And, uh, 
they they could be on they they're a scary team too. Like if they can just figure out the pitching. You, if I had if I had to say something about that Arkansas team, Michael Turner. Oh, the replacement what? player. How did I forget that? The replacement player. What a weekend he had. I mean, don't, I'm not even going to talk about who that bat. I mean, his home runs, his doubles, whatever. We all know how good that was. I love the energy he behind brings the behind the Back plate. Back-picking people. I mean, um, he's firing up his pitcher. He's motivating them. He's keeping them locked in. He's congratulating them, giving them their props when they deserve it. I mean, when you're a pitcher – and your catcher is giving you that kind of energy behind the plate. It makes you want to be that much better and yeah. reciprocate that energy with success. So when he gives you a target outside, you don't want to miss. Because he's giving it to you, you want to give him where he wants it. Where yeah. he called that pitch, you want to give it to him there. And, it, I mean, it, it makes a humongous difference in the level of quality your pitchers will pitch at when you have a catcher with that kind of energy behind the plate. Yeah, and you look at national champions in the past. They always have – the uh, like the anchor behind the plate, the the Logan Tanner, the Adley Rutschman, um, like the the catcher plays a big part in I think a national championship team just because of what you just said. They always have to fire their pitchers up and make sure that their pitchers are locked in because that makes the pitchers better. Um, so and when you get a big strikeout and you see your catcher just as fired up as you, if not more fired up than you, dude. It, it means the world. Yeah. I mean, you because you just realize how big of a play you just made, how big of a moment you just won, and it makes you that much ready to get back out there, and you're confident. You He's with you. Your catcher with you out there. Mm-hmm. You just have all the confidence. I mean, you. I'm telling you, Ben, you can't miss spots when you have a catcher like that. It yeah. is hard to miss spots. So. Are, you, are you starting to think Arkansas has a chance to make a deep Omaha run now? I mean, I'm, I'm – they, I thought they got I told you. The I've told you they don't have they don't they didn't have the pressure Oklahoma State did. They didn't have the pressure they didn't have they don't have the pressure they have last year. The spotlight is not all over them. People aren't expecting them to win anymore. I mean they didn't no, I think some I think, people might have expected them to win that regional, but in the grand scheme of thing, they were not the favorite to win that regional. And are they gonna be the favorite in Chapel Hill? Maybe, maybe not. But I just think it's easier to play when you're just playing your true self and not some expectation that is being held over your head. Yeah, and no, I, I think, think I, I think Arkansas, hey, they've they've got they've got grindy players, they've got energy, they've got attitude, they don't have that spot that they're playing free, fun, hard baseball. I would not be surprised if they make it to the final, at least the final four teams. Yeah. Now, before they uh, maybe run out of gas or something. Other than maybe like TCU and Oklahoma State, I, I don't think there's another two seed that would have given Oklahoma State any trouble. To be honest, there was no oh, other dude, two seed that they're a freaking full throttle offense. Yeah. Um, but anyways, let's go to the uh, the Auburn regional, right? That's the next one. Miami. Miami. Okay. So the Miami regional. I mean, it was plagued by weather. It was. Whole it was built game. up to be, dude, it, and it was built up to be so hype because it was going to be the first game on Friday, 10 a.m. They're trying to beat the storm. Canisius versus Miami gets pushed back, and then it gets pushed back again. Um, they ended up playing Saturday, and I will say Canisius was one of the better four seeds out there that gave both Miami and Arizona trouble. Now, they went 0-2, but for a small school like Canisius um, that doesn't have any kind of baseball funding, uh, I thought they proved a lot, that they have talented players there. 
So shout out Kanisha's the Golden Griffins. Let me tell you something. Kanisha's is why Miami is is where they are at home on the couch. They yeah. forced Miami to use all three of their best relievers in that game. Yep. They they I mean Ole Miss if, needs to write Kanisha's a check. <laughs> they a hundred and ten percent. Well, Miami had the lead in all their game. And they had to come back in Canisius, whatever, early, like third inning. They had to score like four runs, whatever. Yo-Yo, Morales, freaking three homer home game. run. Yeah. Um, not, by the way, that's not even the only three home run game in that regional, which is absurd. Yeah, Tim, Tim Elko, Elko with hit three today. Um, but Tim Elko, I tweeted, I tweeted this. To hit three homers in one game and then in your next at bat when you're up like 18 to six, just piece a Derek Jeter single to the right side to beat the shift <laughs> is the epitome of just a good dude. He's just a good man. Um, I, I said he's going to be a great father and a great husband one day because he's not selfish. Um, just plays a super, hard. Just like plays just not arrogant, way. plays the game the right way. And uh, I was laughing so hard out loud when I saw him just see the right side open in an 18 to how many game. how many players in the today's game would hit three home runs and then hustle their ass in a 20, 15 run game and try to beat out a play at the bag yeah not very many um see, but just taking a single the other way going back to finish my point kanisha forced miami to use all their relievers next day all of them had to come back in two days rest or one no, no day rest. they had to come back the next day um Miami had a lead against Ole Miss. Believer is not as sharp. If you if they didn't throw that first game, they're sharp. They blew the lead. Ole Miss mm-hmm. took the lead, um, and then they had to come back again. And by the way, their the closer for um, for Miami had been unbelievable all year. He had to pitch against Canisius, and then he had to pitch again against Ole Miss. Um, blew it. Anyway, long story short, Canisius made Miami use all their cards early. And Ole Miss reaped the benefit. Yep. Um, and then Arizona eliminated Miami, which I knew was coming. So, I mean, anything else from that regional from you? Um, yeah. What's uh, Chase Chase uh, Chase what, Davis? Dave, Chase Davis for Arizona is Carlos Gonzalez 2.0. Sweetest left handed swing yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Ole Miss blew the blew the doors off Arizona today, and yeah. now. They're getting to go to a very who fun let, super. Who let Ole Miss in this tournament? Like how? Like why? We knew this was going to happen. I mean, who you knew this was going to happen? When they were one of the last four teams in after like underachieving most of the year and getting hot at the end of the year. It was like, why did you guys let them in? They're going to go on a run now. And this is stupid. <laughs> but um, happy yep. for them. The, you know what? Like Ole Miss actually has a likable team this year. In the past, they've had some douchebags. This year, I, I think they're pretty humble. They're much more likable this year. Like, Jacob Gonzalez is a likable guy. Tim Elko, likable. Delusia's a likable person. Yeah. Um, uh, Elliot, that Graham. lefty, by the way, tip my cap to him. He shoved against Miami. Yeah. Um, he gave them seven, eight inning. He's the freshman, game. right? The number two guy? Is, I don't remember if he's a freshman or sophomore. He's young, though. Yeah. But, but anyway, yep. Yeah, likable team. And, and, and that's new. So – I'm actually not rooting against him. Uh, and that's going to shape up for an unbelievable super regional in uh, spoiler alert. And what an unbelievable regional it was. 
in, in Hattiesburg. So first of all, Ole Miss going to Hattiesburg for a super regional is going to, I mean, this is what going to break the peak. This is what people from Mississippi need. <laughs> they, they and this live, is what they're born they for that. They live this life. Um, but dude, yeah. yeah, I mean, from top to bottom, this Hattiesburg regional was one of my favorite to watch, not only because it started with a two, nothing win Southern Miss and army, very, very hard fought game. Um, where, Tanner Hall just dealt eight innings, 109 pitches. I think he gave up like two hits. Uh, he was unhittable against Army. I felt bad for those Army guys. And it leads into the night game where Kennesaw State is up eight to or no 11 to four, four in the eighth inning, and they end up losing 14 to 11. Just total collapse against LSU. Total colossal collapse. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just saw it coming from a mile away. When Ole Miss made it eleven to seven, I think it was. Mm-hmm. I said they're they're going to win this game. I went on my um mm-hmm. the betting app to try to live bet Ole Miss money line because I, I mean LSU money line. They were going to win this game. Yeah, and you texted me too. You're like, dude, we got to go LSU now. We got to bet them, and it wasn't available. But um, they. But so yeah, that and- first day was was great, and it was followed up by. An, Awesome day, too, as well. I mean, Army and Kennesaw battled um, it out, battled it out back and forth. Kennesaw ended up walking it off and winning nine to eight. And then Southern Miss was up, what, six to two in the ninth or in the eighth? And uh, and they blew a lead. They couldn't get outs in the ninth, and LSU walked them off. So Southern Miss has to go through the loser's bracket. They got to beat Kennesaw State, who's a great offense and a great team. Who they wish, by the way, walked off as well. Mm-hmm. So they had to walk off Kennesaw State and then play LSU to get in the night to the cap. final. Play LSU in the nightcap. And I, I'm pretty sure this eight to four win for Southern Miss was a lot closer than that. Um, that that Saturday night game. Or sorry, Sunday night game. And then LSU, or LSU and Southern Miss were gonna play again today. And it started out leadoff homer. Well, it started off leadoff homer Southern Miss, and then LSU put up four. three runs or four runs in the first. And Southern Miss is looking around like, oh, my God, we got to actually score here. Uh, Tanner Hall tried to gut it out a start, and he just didn't have his best stuff. Um, what did I tell you? What did I tell you last night? Mm-hmm. He needs to come out of the pen. Hey, it worked out for them. But if I if I was me, I would have came out the pen when the, when the game is on the line. Yeah, get a little extra so. adrenaline. But, you know, he wanted that start. He wanted to face the school that he grew up right next to. Yeah. Um, and uh, and it, it turned into just – haymaker after haymaker um you know lsu hit a couple big home runs southern miss put together a couple big innings like small ball wise and uh ended up lsu tied the game in the bottom of the ninth right or was it the eighth um i wish i had the box bottom it was the bottom of the eighth and then southern miss retook the lead in the ninth Mm -hmm. walked it off ben and and, and i'm gonna say this like i know it's easier to say when you see the result I am so mad like that I ever took LSU. And it's not because I was wrong. It was because it would have been more fun to pick Southern Myth and be right. And I wouldn't have been mad if I picked Southern Myth and was wrong. But yeah. the fact that I picked LSU, and if LSU would have won, I wouldn't have been excited. I would have been as happy for the people of Hattiesburg. I would have been as happy for Southern Myth, their fans. Will McGillis, um, shout out to him, DM me, give me a little shit for picking Southern Myth. Oh, yeah. Um, but I told him, you know, hey, soak it all in. I messed up. Soak it all in. Enjoy it. Get back to work. And he was like, that's exactly what we're doing. Um, yep. Soak it all in, man. These moments, you're going to miss them 
not even it didn't even take five years. You're gonna miss them as soon as you walk off campus. You're gonna think about all those amazing moments. Um, yep. You gotta soak it in. Don't don't get too results oriented and go straight back to work for a super. You gotta enjoy it. So yep. shout out to Southern Miss. Super happy for that fan base for the, for the people of Hattiesburg. Um, but back to my point, I'm I wish I would have taken Southern Miss. I knew they had a chance to win. It just I I got too greedy. I wanted to be right instead of you took right your brain and making of your heart. the fun. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I did. I took the name brand, and I thought LSU was really hot. I mean, they convinced me the way they played Tennessee and Hoover. I was like, this team is legit, but Southern Miss ended up being the better team. Um, so I'm not even mad. I'm not even mad they picked LSU and they lost. Yeah, I mean, well, uh, first of all, I want to say like Southern Miss put on a great regional. Like the way that their their stadium is set up is is awesome. It's, and awesome. it's the epitome of college baseball, where you have, you know, a lot of stands where people can sit right behind home plate and down the lines, and then further down the first baseline, you got all these like um, areas to put like tents and put um, like seats and everything, people to to watch the game there. And then behind right field is incredible. In the trees, um, the right field roost where the where there's guys out there with, you know, Nicaraguan flags when uh, um, Gabe Montenegro comes up, waving them around. Uh, you know, they're just grilling out, having a great time, and it's a whole community together. So I love watching games on TV that Southern Miss is playing at home. We got we got spoiled. We got to watch the conference tournament, the regionals, and now we're going to get to watch a super regional there against one of their most hated rivals in, in Ole Miss. So uh, my eyes will be glued to that series. I'll, I'll just go ahead and say it right now. I am I am one, not because I'm trying to make wrong things right or anything like that. I think Southern Miss runs away with this, this super. And I'm going to tell you, right, that's what I'm going to be picking later on this week. Um, I, I get in little shit-talking beefs with Southern Miss Twitter account. Um, Attack Eagle, shout out to you. I know you you bust my balls all the time. It's all fun and game. I, I like Southern Miss. Um, I give them shit. I'm hard on them. But you know what? I think I don't I don't want to be like super nice and friendly about every team. I like to talk a little shit about some team. You know, it's yeah. more fun that way. Yeah, engaging with the fun. fan bases. I do the um, same thing. So yep. I, I don't hate any teams. I don't I don't do I, I mean some of the things they say, but not everything. Um, yeah. But yeah, super excited for that. Super phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, dude, you can't script it up any better. Yep. Um, and I, I'm glad that. Uh, I mean, an LSU Ole Miss Super Regional would be sick too to watch. No, dude, that, give me that, give me give me a regional in the in Hattiesburg rather than yeah the box. Yep, I agree. Um, let's see here. What do we got next? Auburn. Auburn. I mean, not, we we touched on say. it. Not much to say other than Auburn. Either they had, either they had the regional of their lifetime, or they're clicking on the right time. Because first of all, I gave them a lot of crap for, like, I didn't think they should have hosted a regional. Um, I talked myself into it towards like closer to game time. I was like, you know what? They actually did have a really good year in the SEC. Like, I can see them getting rewarded. Um, but I thought Florida State or UCLA might have come out of this regional, and Auburn put up 19, 21, and 11 runs. Never even trailed. Um, they were, they were incredible, incredible. Absolutely steamrolled. I mean, I took UCLA and this was one of the picks. I mean, I thought UCLA had a chance. Um, the way they play Oregon state, they were off, they were offensive enough, which I knew would, what it was going to take 
They just weren't enough. Yeah. Florida State ran out of pitching. They didn't have it. Um, close, they lost a tight one to Florida State and uh, UCLA in that elimination game. Auburn, man, not much to say. They beat everybody's ass, and they cruised into super. Oh, yeah. I and, mean, if, and if I'm Oregon State, I'm like, oh, man, we got to host Auburn who just put up 40 runs in three games. I mean, I mean if, 50 did, runs did, in did, three games. Did, I mean, outside of Virginia Tech, did another team have an easier run as Auburn did? Stress free regional? No, those two by far. Maybe, maybe Texas. Texas. Yeah, maybe. I mean, dude, they absolutely just cruised through it. Yeah. Um, so, well, that's all I have to say about that regional. I, I, yep. That's I it. Uh, and then we have Corvallis, the last one, Oregon State, who we watched it Friday night unfold Oregon State, New Mexico State. Ian Mejia. Yeah. Left his balls on the table for New Mexico State. They came in as the second worst RPI team in the, in the tournament, or third worst. Um, but they didn't look like it. I mean, they had some scrappers. They were wearing the, the Los Aggies uniforms, which were awesome. Um, and they gave Oregon State all they could handle in that first game against Cooper Jerpy, who's one of the best pitchers in the country. Shout um, out to Oregon State fan um, mm-hmm. He goes, what, Ben? What did he go, seven and seven, seven and third? third. Yeah, standing ovation in Goth Stadium. I mean, that is that is earning respect right there. Gave the number one, number two overall national seed all or three, sorry, three overall national seed all the scares. I mean, I thought that was going to blow the roof off of this weekend. Starting the weekend off with Oregon State getting upset, um, mm-hmm. but I mean, I mean that was. Well, I mean, I was really happy. Yeah, well, for the sport to see a fan base, opposing fan base, stand up and give an ovation to a pitcher that had an unbelievable night. Yeah, um, and it, it's always cool seeing those smaller school teams get that kind of that treatment. So opportunity. Mm-hmm. And uh, and of course they lose twenty-one to one the next game against Vanderbilt. But I think they can hang their hats high, saying that hey, we took Oregon State, the number three national seed, down to the wire, ten innings. Um, Mexico State had a chance to win that game too, um, but they did. They didn't. Um, but San Diego, San Diego upsetting Vanderbilt. I was like, okay, okay. Like San Diego might be legit. Uh, then they Vanderbilt got hot. You know, they scored twenty-one runs the next game, and then they put fourteen up, and then eight, um, beating New Mexico State, San Diego, and Oregon State, or forcing a game seven against Oregon State. And this game was back and forth. Um, one of the better games that no one's really talking about because it was in that middle ground, like that 4 p.m. area. Um, but Oregon State had to pull uh, Cooper Jerpy back out, you know, put him in the bullpen and, and finish that game up because Vanderbilt was just like one step away, like one big hit away from advancing out of this regional and facing Auburn in a super. Um, but I think the better team won. I think Oregon the, State was yep. just better than Vanderbilt this year, although Vanderbilt did. And you know, some, you know what's something to point out? Vanderbilt might not have had the most electric, most successful season. But you got to remember, the recruits on that team are some of the best in the country. Yeah, They have top recruiting classes. So that team, when, when they click on all cylinders, that's the top. That's a, that is one of the best teams in the country when they click on all cylinders. No Didn't doubt. happen very much this year. So I think it was a good test. For Oregon State, you know, to wake up and say, hey, we got to play ball. Yeah. But to see Oregon State advance showed me that they're one of the best teams in the country. But um, I like regionals where teams have to earn their way through. 
Yeah. Um, I'm not saying Auburn didn't earn their way. They, they earned their way through, but they didn't have to fight adversity because this next round, Ben, I think that wraps up our regional. It does. This super regional round is where legends are made. Yeah. Um, and I like the re- uh, super regional format a little bit more than the regional. Just best two out of three weekend series. Like you're not going to get guys coming back from Friday pitching on 100, Monday. 100 pitch, 100 yeah. pitches. So Ben, here's our super regional: Notre Dame at Tennessee. Let's start with that one. Uh, so I don't. I mean, we don't have time to break down every region. No, no, no. just 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 literally off the top of the head thought. Um, Tennessee is a way better team. Notre Dame could sneak up and play just fundamentally sound baseball and give them a run. But I mean, it's, it's here's it's, what I think it's going to take to beat Tennessee. What Georgia tech and Campbell couldn't do with walks in crucial late in the game, crucial, crucial situation. Do not give Tennessee base runner. Cause they're going to pay, make you pay with a three run homer immediately. Yeah. When you make them earn two singles and then get a big home run much more unlikely, but if you put two guys on because of a walk and stuff, they're going to make you pay every single time. Now I, I can think- see this. I could see this being the, uh, almost identical to last year Notre Dame and Mississippi State Super Regional. Yep. Um, where like the like the potential national champion is going to beat Notre Dame in a super, uh, but I think Notre Dame could make it close and win a game. And um, I don't know, but I mean Tennessee is the better team by far. I watched Notre Dame play in person. They're good, solid. I don't think they're even even on the same level as Tennessee, but no, I don't think so either. Texas, I think Greenville's gonna be rocking with Texas coming to town. I mean, it is going to be they are even not even gonna know what them do with themselves. Yeah. Um, um Texas better think? win that fr- Texas better win that Friday night game again uh, when they're pitching um Pete Hansen. But uh I don't know. ECU's kinda got a little magic rolling. Now I'd love to see I'd love to see Pete Hansen face Tennessee again in that first round of the College World Series looking ahead. But I mean it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough atmosphere for Texas. And Texas struggled on the East Coast um this year. They they lost to College of Charleston, they lost to South Carolina. Right. They could not um, play in the Carolina. Yeah. So I that's something just, to think, think about. Yep. I think you just um made my I know who I'm picking on Thursday. Yeah. All right. I'm not I'm not hundred percent sold yet, but I love that. Which, by the way, before we get to these rest of these regional, what was your final? Okay, I'm gonna our regional pick. Before we get into this, I forgot to do this. You went one and a one and one, one and two, one and three, one and four, one and five, two and five, two and six, three and six, three and seven, three and eight, four and eight, four and nine, four and ten, four and eleven. You went five and eleven on your regional pick. Thanks, man. Glad we stopped the show for that. <laughs> Thanks. Well, I'm gonna say mine now too. Right. One and zero, one and one, one and two, two and two, three and two, three and three, four and three, four and four, five and four, five and five, six and five, six and six, six and seven, six and eight, six and nine. Seven and nine, dude. I didn't finish 500. Seven and nine. Um, and the reason why I brought that up is you've been money with your picks this year. I don't know about this weekend, but overall, you've been money. So for me to beat you in those picks, um, 
I kind of feel accomplished. Like it's a good, it's a good, it's a good hard fought win. Yeah, I mean, we definitely overthought the regional winners. Like we did, we had tried, we tried to get too cute with it. We tried to have too much fun. Just saying, if we would have just picked one seeds, we would have went eleven and five. So but that's so boring. Yeah. Um. So back back to super regional. What do you think, Louisville going to College Station to face the Aggie? Um. Like initially, gut instinct says like this is going to be in a very offensive. Um, super regional just because I think each team has one starting pitcher they can rely on. Um, I, I mean, I think Louisville is going to travel well, and I know Bluebell Park is going to be sold out. Uh, it's going to be a good atmosphere. And uh, You're getting a blue blood coming to College Station. You're getting yeah. a team that goes to Omaha a lot. Yeah, it's two, it's two teams that are, you know, over the last 10, 15 years really successful and um, two teams that kind of maybe surprised some people this year. Maybe not as much Louisville, but Louisville was bad last year, and Texas A&M was bad last year. Um, yeah. So going into this year, there was a lot of so question marks. One of these teams gets to go back. Mm-hmm. Two yeah, really but, great head coaches, too. Like, very good. Like two of the, the more respected coaches in college baseball facing off. So um, I like that. I think that will have my eye. That will have my, a close eye all weekend. Um, I love that, that super. Yeah. One of those teams gets to go to Omaha. Love it. Unbelievable. Um, here we go. Oklahoma at Virginia Tech in Blacksburg. Initial, initial 10 seconds. Uh, man, Oklahoma's rolling people right now. Virginia Tech's rolling people right now. Two really hot teams, both really offensive. Um, it's sad that only one of two, them gets to go to Omaha. Here we go. Here we go. Here's a good 10-second thing. Two teams that are super surprising, like not even Louisville A&M surprising, way more than that. Nobody would have thought beginning of the year that Virginia Tech was going to host Oklahoma uh, Big, Te- Big 12 tournament champions and um, ACC regular season champions. Like those two teams come out of nowhere, um, but really, really, really good teams. Yep, I, I agree. I mean, I think it's going to be – I think – it's, I mean, it's sad that only one of these teams just don't Omaha. I think they both deserve it. Not mm-hmm. saying with, you, have to, you have to win your Super Regional to deserve it, but I think they're two good teams that are talented enough and hot enough to win a national championship. So here we go. UConn at Stanford and Palo Alto. Um, I'm, I'm only going to watch it because it'll be on at 10 p.m., a little late-night action. Uh, I mean, I think Stanford should win in two games. There it is. And by the way, when we make the initial reaction pick, that didn't mean we're picking them on Thursday. No, a I mean, I can change. No, a lot can change for sure. I'm just saying, like, talent-wise. No, I'm just making sure Stanford, people understood that. Stanford has some dudes out of the bullpen. Um, what's his name? Alex Williams starter. I mean, he got hit a little bit by being – or not being in by uh, uh, Texas State. But he, uh, you know, he's been nails all year. Stanford was in Omaha last year, did all right. They're they're coming back with a with a purpose. So, uh, I don't know. It's gonna be weird watching it on. TV I think night. it will be. I think it. I think UConn would be considered the Cinderella if they make yeah, it to Omaha for sure. Big Big East Conference. I don't know if the Big East has ever had a team in the last twenty years make uh, the College World Series. So they have a they have a lot to play for there. All right, Arkansas at North Carolina in Chapel Hill beautiful i mean beautiful color matchup the baby blue like the the carolina blue baby blue versus like the red and black uh is going to be great to watch on tv um two high-powered offenses that like have some good flamethrowers 
yeah, people that throw hard but kind of get hit around a little bit. Um, now, is, is North Carolina's coach suspended for these games? Did, no, did we he ever... finished it through those two finals games. Is it a two-game or four-game? No, he ended up getting like a two – or I think he got a two-game suspension. So He'll be um, back. Yeah, but um, everybody thought like it would kind of be the other way around. Like Arkansas, one seed – hosting a super regional to a two seed North Carolina. Um, but it's not, I mean, North Carolina finished the year strong and, and won the ACC tournament. Arkansas finished bad and uh, they were one of the lower two seeds out there. So. I don't think we need to say much about this one. Ole Miss uh, Southern Miss in Hattiesburg. I mean, cream of the crop, best of the best. This is, this is what you want to watch for a super regional um, a team like Southern Miss that, can pitch the hell out of the ball and, and a team like Ole Miss that can hit the hell out of the ball. So, yeah, um, I don't know how much to say about it. is going to be rocking this weekend. Auburn and Corval at Oregon state. Boy, this, I mean, you get to see a little East coast versus West coast SEC <laughs> going to play pac 12. These are always the best super regionals. Um, I expected to go three games. Five SEC teams in super, mm-hmm. and they all have a chance to go to Omaha. Almost six with LSU. Yep. ACC with two or three. Yeah. Great super. I I love these supers. Some good storyline. Some phenomenal matchup. I love it. And we got two non-power fives hosting. Even better. Yeah. Uh, did we get all the? Was that all of them? Yeah. Yep. Wow. Well. um, Let's wrap up the show on this note. I, 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 I teased the fans that I was going to bring this up. The NCAA t-shirts are an absolute joke. I bought an NCAA t-shirt uh, for the regionals. I mean, dude, my, my, my son, my two-month-year-old son who's sitting next to me at 4 a.m., 3.30 a.m., asleep in his car seat because I, I had to put him in it, he could design a better shirt than what the NCAA did. I took a picture yeah. of it and put it on Twitter. It was it was bad. It just has yeah. baseball written in big blue letters and then and like the tiniest font has all 64 teams. You can't even read it. I mean, joke. But uh, dude, it's 3:30. I'm losing it. I cannot wait to go to sleep. I was ready to go an hour ago. But anyways, uh great podcast. We'll be back releasing the we'll record probably Wednesday night, maybe Thursday night. Um no. Not whenever. We'll release it Thursday sometime. And uh Get you guys ready for our, our super regional picks. Appreciate all the love and support on, on social media. I felt like Twitter um, really blew up this weekend. Um, got some great interaction. And, I mean, this is the best time of the year. Um, best time of the year. So, y'all uh, y'all continue to engage with us, DM us, you know, tweet at us if you have any questions. Uh, we'll try to get back to you. Um, we got flooded with DMs this weekend. It was, it was like could not keep up with all of them. Um, but uh, we'll uh, we'll be back, and uh, I never know how to end shows. So what, what do you got for us? How are we going to end it? Unbelievable weekend. I think regional weekend is the best 72 hours of the year. Yeah. Um, I mean, dude, it is – I mean, that Stanford game, you just knew what's going to happen. You yeah. knew this weekend cannot end without some sort of unbelievable craziness. Yeah, and that's what so. we got. We got spoiled, and uh, hoping to get spoiled again this weekend. Week from today, we'll know who's going to Omaha. So, yep. Anyways, love you guys. Appreciate all the support. 
keep talking shit with me, keep bantering with me. <laughs> I will never stand down. Um, I love, I love all that stuff. If you guys have any questions, feel free to DM us. All right. See you, boys.